following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hey, it's Thursday, September 2nd. Yes. It is. Time is flying, man. Time is. is flying. Uh, welcome to the Players' Lounge. The three Amigo Negroes are back, and we've added a new member to Woo! the show. Yes. Welcome. First Thank off, you. First off, I want to say welcome. Definitely. Definitely. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. to the lounge. Well, yes. We got to switch up the name. We can't be no, the three no, 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 Amigo no, Negroes. No, no, no. no, no. We, 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 we'll we figure something we'll out. Figure that we got, out. We got time. Yeah. We got time. We got time. We'll but, figure something uh, out. The Players' Lounge is about these two guys. Barry Church, Danny McCray. They both played for the Dallas Cowboys. No both doubt. were safeties. Both undrafted guys. Knew we Scruggs, just merely a, a reporter who just covered the team, and Britt Johnson. Now I'm a player. A player. Oh, 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 yeah. oh that player. <laughs> you said that, not me. You said that, Britt Johnson. Not me. Had to let the people know. So, so uh, the Big Chief, Derek Eagleton, dog team, decided that uh, we needed to have more flavor in the show, so Britt yeah, is here to bring her perspectives, and um, you are from California. Tell the people about yourself. Yes, I am from California originally. I went to Fresno State for college. Uh, go Bulldogs, even though we suck at everything, pretty much. We did We did win the National Bowling Championship when I was there. So there you go. that is a plus. No pride in your school. A plus what? So she's like church. No pride in her school. Nah, no, yeah, no yeah, pride. You're right about that. I'm actually an no Ohio State fan. I'm a Buckeye fan. Okay. And, but basketball, How? UNC. Well, okay. My um, mom's side of the family is from Ohio, so my grandma's like the biggest Buckeye fan, so that's how I'm a Buckeye fan. What part? Coshocton. It's a small town. Okay. Coshocton. Okay. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I heard NC too, right? So UNC for basketball. And how'd that happen? Um, when I was in high or college, my boyfriend played basketball at UNC. Gotcha. Okay. And Michael Jordan. I'm 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 one of those people. Jordan's the goat. Don't debate without me. A, without a doubt. So without a, okay, yes, okay, yes, we'll get along. Without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. I see. I'm sitting on the right side of the table. Oh yeah. Okay, so, Listen, yeah. I'm just saying. It sounds biased to me. You're not going to get to do the chance. LeBron's still playing the game. He's still playing. So I mean, I'm not going to count him out yet. Come on. Man. I, I, Jordan's great. He's done. He's over. He's done. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Who, said, who's your boyfriend? Oh. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I'm like, I'll tell my you boys, another episode. My boy's diving deep in it. We are. I'm a reporter. So. This is true. I'm a reporter. Emmy she, award winner. She, she brought it up, so I didn't. You know, well, hey, this is true. Mm-hmm. But I got something for you to is report it? on. I got something for you to report on. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Hey, 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 CB. CB, can you uh, can you put that that that, that so, picture up on so the screen? That's what we doing. Oh. <laughs> so that's what we oh. CB. Oh. Just just so everybody knows, Church lost Th- the bet. That's what we doing. Church, Church lost the bet back in 2020. Wow. <laughs> he, he guaranteed us that the that the Dallas Cowboys were going to wow. make the playoffs last year. Uh, <laughs> and CB, you was behind this too. Uh, oh, that's what we doing. Is that the check? Is that yeah, the check? that's the check. We bringing that's receipts the to the show. Check. That's the check. And uh, are your eyes closed? Are you sad? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. Wow. Is, okay. Is it, oh, uh, oh, this means war. Okay. I see how we're doing this. CB of all people. Does that look like, you know, the when you get the, the rookie check? When you, that that <laughs> looks right, just like exactly. it. Exactly. Well, I was salty, too. So, so, Did the bill look like a rookie check, though? No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. It was, yeah, it was. It was I mean... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll tell Man. you this. I'll tell you this. That's Brent, what doing? Be be careful, okay? Because bets they, they do get made on this show. Nui has already lose. lost two. I don't lose. Ooh, the confidence. I literally like I I only bet when I know and I just have this feeling. I feel like I'm a little bit psychic, so I don't really lose bets. I've won so many things, like Says money, the... TVs, dinners, whatever. Okay. She would a Fresno State. I don't lose. <laughs> I did not play a sport at Fresno State, okay? I was not. Listen, that G, my GPA won, okay? I graduated with honors. There you go. I love it. I love it. Got my degree. I love it. CB, I got, you know, we're going to have some words after this, man, because I can't believe you you sided with McCray so, on this. Was that no, Nick, no, Nick that and Sam's? Nah, what's some spot called? Clay. Uh, Clay. It was Clay Supper It used Club. to be Bisu or something like that. Okay. And they switched it up, you know, because the Bisu got, you know, the pay, the pastry spot, so they was about to get sued. So they switched it up anyways. Okay. It's a nice spot, man. Yeah, Check good. it out sometime. All right. Um, two sisters, you let me know when you want to roll. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have your photo, too, bro. Don't don't worry. Oh, yeah, because now that I paid, my, you got to come through now. I, we can't, hey, we got to come through now. All he's got to do is call. That's I'm all you got to do, D-Man. It's fine by me. I'm call me. You made sure making, I was on it. I'm making time. I'm making my rounds. Don't worry and bridge you next. But it's cool, though, okay? Because I know, you know, because we're going to have to test that psychic ability. We're going to see. We're going to see. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Uh, we, you know, you in your midst to break the news here, you cut off Miss I'm sorry, Brie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> telling you her story. My bad. Last I was excited. I was her, excited. Her love of Ohio State and Carolina basketball. So please continue as you yes. new, do a membership. Um, so I went to College President State after I worked for the Clippers for a little bit, and then I moved to Atlanta for a couple years, moved to Louisiana, was a weekend sports anchor. Um, so I covered a lot of LSU, uh, Raging Cajuns, um, mostly a little bit of Saints, um, but I was mostly in Baton Rouge and um, Lafayette. So I did a lot of college stuff. It was it was baseball season at the time, and you know got to cover them both going to the uh, College World Series and stuff like that. And came back to LA. I did um, a digital YouTube channel for about five years. Grew the channel from 100,000 subscribers to 1.5 million. Okay. So got a little following. So shout out if you guys are watching or listening, um, my old little fan group. Um, but yeah, so that's basically what I've done. I've been a Cowboys fan since birth. Okay. Um, I said on uh, the break the other day, because they kind of Introduce me a little last five minutes of the show. Um, my grandma is actually cous- was cousins with Bob Hayes, so like our whole family grew up. Bullet Bob Cowboys fans. I ran a little track too. I was fast. I was fast. Some I had a little speed, okay. a little bit, a little bit. What, what event? I did the 100, 200, okay. and four by one, right. and I was the anchor. So I could, I could run. I can't anymore. <laughs> I actually did a, a video once. I'll have to show you guys later. Um, I did a. Of, with a former NFL player, we did all the combine drills because I used to have a show called Press Pass with Britt Johnson. So okay. it was like me hanging out with athletes, doing stuff that's like not their sport or something different or whatever. Um, but he had me do all the combine stuff. And I, I think I <laughs> ran like a like a five eight or something or like a six eight flat. It was terrible. But I had just broken my tailbone before that. So I, I want to blame that. Okay. And no conditioning. <laughs> Six flats. Not, I probably run like a five two right now, so it's yeah. not that bad. I, yeah, same here. I'm probably around there. I'm probably so, around there. So, what do you think about Shakari coming in last? What, what was your thought when you saw that? Um, I think people should not talk as much until they've already had stuff accomplished. So, I think that um, 
that's what that's what happens when you are on camera or you know on social media saying stuff before you have even got to a place. So Miss Richardson said she should have spent more time training. I yeah. think I, I don't she think had, she did that. She had the sixth fastest time in the world. She was she was saying. But I thought did you at see? the time though like Man, that's I, I know it was it was, it was fun. It was it was I, fun I, while it lasted. I I personally found the humor in it as people on Twitter um, <laughs> decided oh, yeah. that they were going to light her up. And she did it to herself with that, that she whole post-run oh. rant she went on. Oh, yeah. You see the Jamaicans behind her just laughing. Like, what are you doing? Like, just looking yeah. at her passing right. on by like, mm. they like the Kermit's. Just, just, mm, mm, just, mm, bro, you that came team. in last. Laugh. You ain't even making competitive. Like, she wasn't even on a thing that was like one through eight and then eight <laughs> through ten. And then she's she's not even And it was from the jump. As soon as the, as soon as the gun, pow. She was like, she was struggling. You ever see, you in high school, you see the people who run it just to run. She looked like one of them folks. Like, their parents don't. You know, I honestly feel like her hair could have like held her back because she had a lot of hair on good. that that's day. At least and five I feel pounds. like yeah, like that's adding like that's you know, take the weight off now. Like you should have she should have <laughs> yeah. just went like like the Jamaicans did with their natural hair and they just uh, already we have uh we, we have a question. Okay, oh. what's for, for you? Oh gosh. Let it happen. From, Let it, from, it is from Jesse Holly, who's a part of the Dallas Cowboys podcast. Oh man. <laughs> Isaiah or Jesse? <laughs> I, I, met, I met Jesse. I met Jesse. Jesse Holly. Jesse says, as a Tar Heel myself who played basketball, I need to know who her boyfriend is. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll hey, the streets are talking. The streets are talking early. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I, I've never had anyone text me during the players. Like, hey, who I the need, he needs to know. Who got me sweating up in here? Hey, hey, you're looking like me out here. <laughs> I mean, like, feel like church. I've mean, never been sweating. Where's that deodorant? Y'all got where's that anti-perspirant? So, um, so I'm just, I'm well, you, just, I'm just letting you, you know. Take a seat yeah, um, maybe we'll start some kind of. <laughs> this could be the first thing, the first betting thing that we start. See if anybody guesses it right. Um, I don't do that. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I need to pay off my bet to Danny over here first. Uh, by the way, uh, Deep Blue tonight with Jesse Holly. The Jesse Holly story is going to. Uh, Going to be airing. That'll so be check awesome. It, check it out on DallasCowboys.com. Because we Dallas were both Cowboys there. Platforms. Was you, you, you were on the squad with me when uh, he scored, or he almost scored in San Francisco. San, uh, San Francisco. And it yeah, all, he, got, he got hawked. He got hawked. You oh. know, yeah, he did get hawked. I was on the sideline. You see me on the sideline filming it. Oh, yeah. I was, we got hawked at the one. I don't want to shoot no slugs, but I remember somebody getting teabagged by Phillip Rivers, but I don't know. <laughs> so that's what, you know what? All bets are off now. Newly All bets are off now. I see what we're doing out here. I see what we're doing. I see, because I also remember a boy doing a split when my man hit him with a cutback, but I ain't going to say who it was or how he scored the touchdown. Yeah, how'd you get the tripping? I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. We were talking about getting hogged down, okay? We oh, were oh, talking oh, about getting oh, 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 all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you see okay. what happens? I'm over here trying to chill, and then that, the slugs just keep coming out. So, so hey, I had to come out the holster with one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good water. It's good water. Yeah, it was. It's good water. It was. Okay, move on. <laughs> Move on. All right. What about what about football? Uh, 
Um, yeah. Can we talk about quarterbacks? Absolutely. Here? Okay. So, um, Church, yeah, another slug. I'm sorry. Uh, I told you your boy Double G was in trouble. Double well, G. He's gone. Of, yeah, he's officially gone now. Didn't they resign him on the practice? No, no. Danucci. No, he got signed with the Patriots, didn't he? Yeah, he got signed with the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so, Danucci's so on the practice. We might see so, him. So, so, just to take you back Danucci, into this. I can't believe that. Danny and I have been on a whole different side of the church. Church believed that Garrett Gilbert was really going to be the guy to win the backup spot. And we were like, no, 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 no. And he called him Double G. That was his guy. He's referring back to the Pittsburgh game last year where Garrett mm-hmm. played a, a nice football game that they lost. Come on now. That they lost. They lost. He was, he was, he was balling, though. Okay. Like I said, they lost. We ain't talking about the score. We talking so, about what he did. So the Cowboys tried to gift him the job. Mm-hmm. That gets the shoulder strain. It's all you. Get he to preseason. It. Double G can't make it. He blew it. So Will Greer is now the guy. But we, I had been saying since training camp, when you guys had me, I, I said, told you, the backup quarterback is not on this roster right now. And they're going to basically – you know, go bring someone in. You called after, it too. after cuts happen. You and the exact so person. Gilbert gets cut, and I told you, Danny, why was the rush is going to get the job? So rush is the backup. They go pull Will Greer off the uh, off waivers. Carolina let him go, and understanding the situation for Greer. He was brought in by a different regime in Carolina. He got a new head coach and Matt Rule. They got Sam Darnold. And he's also got the one, the kid, PJ. PJ Walker. PJ Walker, who Rule had at Temple. Mm-hmm. So he was his quarterback at Temple. So he's got his two guys. Greer's out. You bring Greer here, he's got a relationship with Doug Nussmeyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Florida, right? Yes. Yeah. Florida? Okay. He was a, yes. his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, Doug was down there. So, so they know each other, which. That goes back into the whole thing we talked about with Cooper Rush and, and bringing in a backup, somebody who has an understanding of the system. Um, that's a question I'd love to ask Will Greer, how much of what the Cowboys are running are things that you know, but clearly Nussmeyer has a belief in Will Greer, and they're bringing him in here. So uh, with COVID going on here, you're going to need th- three quarterbacks throughout the year on the active roster, in my opinion. So you got Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and then you got Will Greer, and for some reason Mike McCarthy keeps letting <laughs> Ben DiNucci. It's that Pittsburgh connection. It's, I mean, the, it's the bird connection. I mean, it's got to wow. be. I, I, you know, I, wow. I'm scratching my head at that one. Wow. But, you know. Danucci. They must see something in him. His athletic they, ability. They, must have they, <laughs> they, they obviously think that he's better than uh, Gilbert. Which is, you know, beyond me. See, and I think that's a different situation. I think that you, this this last guy, you wanted to be a developmental guy. And at Garrett's age, you know, you kind of are what you are. So I could see them wanting to, to you know, develop a Danucci, but I'm thinking, Danucci's a jag. He's just a guy. You can go find another Danucci out there. Yeah, uh, it had to be some people they were scouting in, in, you know, the last two years and say, you know, that guy's free. Let's bring him in here versus Ben Danucci. I don't get it. I, I don't. I just don't you get think, the Danucci thing. Britt, do you think we made the right move as far as exactly bringing, bringing in Will Greer and putting Danucci on the practice squad? Um, as far as Will Greer, no. Just because he did play in two games his rookie season, and he is 0 for 4. or um, He had zero touchdowns. Four interceptions, four interceptions. And I actually wrote down some numbers because I wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, talk him down. I wanted to be as a- as accurate as possible. He's had a total of 228 yards. Um, he had a QBR of 2.8. Mm. 28 completions on 52 attempts. So at what point does do we look at that and say maybe that's not our guy? Like why would you want a guy that has not thrown a touchdown 
at all. At all? At all. Like, what? what I, I just don't understand where the, like, logic comes with that. It makes no sense to me. I think that that was a bad decision to make. And, yes, everybody's talking about the whole Cam Newton stuff. And, obviously, we know it's just because he hasn't been vaccinated. Because at least the man has thrown a touchdown. Would you rather have Cam on here? Yes, I would. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Like, he's thrown a touchdown. We know he can run a little bit still. Like, we know that he – I mean, he's a former – NFL MVP, I would take that over a guy that literally still, he's, I mean, 26 is not young in the league. It's not old, but it's not young. He's still been in the league for like a decent amount of time, like Mm -hmm. to know or to have some experience to where it's like, okay, he hasn't thrown. He played two games against the Colts Saints. All interceptions. So, thumbs down from Brent on Will yes. Greer. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, what, what I know about uh, Will Greer and his offensive coordinators back in 2015 when they were at Florida, LSU beat them. 35-28. That's all I need to know about Greer. <laughs> all right? That's all I need to know about the dude. We should have went to go get somebody else. I hope we don't have to see him play in the game because if we get that far down, you can count us as out of the playoff picture and okay. no Super Bowl for 2021. So, mm-hmm. thumbs down from you. Church, Will Greer, thumbs up, thumbs like, down. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a thumbs in the middle kind of guy right now. Like, I'm right here with it. I'm, you know, I'm going to give him a chance just to see if him and Nussmeyer got a little connection or something like that. I don't expect this guy to go out and play at all. I mean, if like you said, if we go from Dak to right now Cooper Rush and we're all the way get down to, to Will Greer, the season's lost anyway. So I don't expect this guy to get any play time. I see him as a more developmental project than Danucci. I'd rather have <laughs> him out there, you know, getting the development, getting the reps than Danucci, but... Uh, I'm overall, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give him a chance. I'm gonna give him a chance. See if maybe him and Nussmeier can get a little connection going, and like hopefully we don't have to see him at all. But we'll see. Bridge, um, you said two two point eight QBR. Yeah. Two, oh. Yeah, that, that, that's hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's hot yeah. garbage. Um, but <laughs> let, let, let's let's go back a couple years when Dak was not Dak. Dak was a third string quarterback. Everybody gets hurt, and then Dak has to come. We end up having he has this amazing like record breaking rookie. Like quarterback season, so it's like I, when I look at that, I'm like, no, we we should at the third person have somebody that's a decent quarterback that could come in, like Dak, you know, fourth round pick, yes, and we never expected to utilize him, but he came in and did something even before Tony Romo had was undrafted, you know, guys like Tom Brady, six round pick, all of this kind of stuff, like so. I I just, like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, we shouldn't have to go to, to the third-string guy, but the third-string guy should be really good to when they get put in that position to elevate to a level like Dak did when Dak was a rookie and everybody had gotten hurt that year. And, and D- Dak wasn't really a third. I mean, remember he was splitting reps out there. With, he, it was showers. I mean, yeah. it, was one of the, it was one of those where we were like, at the time, you we are like, man, which one of yeah, these two going to make that. it? Yeah. He was better than Kellen Moore as well. Jamil Showers. Yeah, they, they, had, a, they had an mm-hmm. interesting road for him, but I'm going to give Will Greer a thumbs up. Okay. And Wow. Oh, almost jumped oh, out of his seat okay? over here. Okay? <laughs> Calm down, y'all. Listen, let me tell you something. It's, okay. it's, if there's anything, you know, based off last year, Newey saying he he vouches for somebody. I'm, I have to I have to second guess it every time mm. because he was all in on Coach McCarthy. All in, sold his house and everything on Coach. McCarthy. All right, yep, yep. <laughs> you ain't stepping that Coach of the year. You ain't got that Kool Aid. I got pictures of you. <laughs> My boy bringing all the receipts out. Well, I tell you, you can't do nothing around this man no more. It used to be like, ah, you know, in, in confidence, but you can't do nothing around this man. No, he bringing receipts to the show. You want me to see me my photo with it me? Was, and my, you want me to see me the photo with me and Mike together? Listen, no, it was public information. Everything I said about you, Barry. Public information. <laughs> yes. okay. This is all on tape. <laughs> it's on tape, and you so, pose for the picture. <laughs> you man, 
I thought that was yeah. You know I mean, but it's all good. It's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. You already know it. No, I'm let's, like Brit. I don't. I don't lose. All right, let's see. <laughs> we'll Call see. me a psychic. We'll see. Let, let, let's take our first break. Okay, let's take our first break. When we come back, I will explain my thumbs up of Will Greer being on the Cowboys as a backup quarterback. As the Players' Lounge continues with Barry Church, the newest member, Britt Johnson, LSU's finest, Danny McCray, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, join us for a free watch party at the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on Thursday, September 9th as your Cowboys kick off the season in Tampa Bay. Enjoy $5 Miller Lite, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders' performances, and more. Doors open at 5.30 and kickoff is 7.20. For more information, visit attstadium.com. Barry Church, Britt Johnson, the LSU... Tiger. Go the Tiger, sometimes a little biased, sometimes a little, you know, Danny, a, Danny McCray, also a, a the newest member of Survivor, so make sure you're watching September oh, 22nd. Yeah. Season see, 41, baby. See, Season uh, 41, man. Danny, Danny is the, the, the guy, that guy. You can also uh, catch LSU uh, beating the brakes off UCLA at 730 uh, p.m. Saturday night. Is that okay. the Rose Bowl? L-LS- yes. LSU playing UCLA. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen UCLA the last couple years? They're absolutely terrible, so I that's know. not saying a lot. Hey, listen, you got to beat who they put in front of you, okay? okay? All right, I'm just letting y'all know. That's a, I, I came from L.A. I've been going at UCLA games, and they're terrible. But, but this, the, 
But, but Chip Kelly supposed to be turning it around. You see what they oh, did to Hawaii? Chip okay. Kelly, they did to Hawaii? Chip, Kelly. <laughs> Chip <laughs> Kelly hasn't done anything since I'm he left Oregon. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see if anybody shows up the game this week because huh? there was nobody at the Rose Bowl last last week for that UCLA. Yeah. 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 Just because yeah. the, the students are in yet, they're not in school yet, so they don't go to the games. You cover and LSU. it's like 45 minutes You cover away. LSU, so you know that our fans travel. All right, so it's it's gonna be it's some. In, and no, I, I guarantee it's, it's, there'll be more fans. LSU fans there than UCLA. Oh, I guarantee that. Yeah, it'll be purple and gold in the stadium. Don't you worry, Nui. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm I'm just saying, it's, it's UCLA, no. UCLA, Even, UCLA fans don't show up. That's always been an yeah. issue. It's been uh, an LA issue. Fans when I worked, when I was show. out there covering it, even when they were good, winning the pack. It was a Pac-10 back then. They win the Pac-10. You know, they they had issues, and it was really more about who else is coming. Um, if it was you know, if it was another great team that was coming, like when Peyton Manning came, boom, shh, Rose Bowl filled up. Mm-hmm. Filled up but then yeah. it was just UCLA. Um, it was iffy. And so, well, LSU's coming. Uh, right. You know what? Well, it's gonna be. A, you know, it's gonna be an LSU home game. <laughs> it will. It'll be an LSU. Yeah. LSU Same with Chargers game, so. and, and Rams. Like Cowboys, there's always more Cowboys oh. fans. I went to a Chargers Broncos game. There were more Broncos fans there. I didn't even know LA had Broncos fans, but they came through. We we have. Are they on SoFi? Who is? Are they, huh? are they all in so is Rams now they're in SoFi so yeah back, back then yeah. they were at that little sock that little sock man that was a sock oh yeah they, they couldn't, couldn't even fill that up <laughs> oh, that was like 20,000 they couldn't <laughs> fill that StubHub Center whatever it was <laughs> yeah well, was that Chicago for us when? Remember, it was a game we went to, and we were like, man, they got more fans than we have. I, w- I want to say it was Chicago, it was Chicago or Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh. One of the Pittsburgh two. Pittsburgh always travels. Always yeah. travels. Yeah, that yeah. black and gold stay going. Yeah. yeah, I went to an Arizona and Pittsburgh game in Arizona, and it was all all them yellow towels. Yeah. Just swang. terrible towels. We in the stands like, man, where are all our fans? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what in the heck, man? Took an L. Chicago, too. Chicago, yeah, Chicago I mean, too. they ain't travel, man. Shoutout, too. Well, what's up, Nui? What's going on, man? Oh yeah, we gotta hear your oh, yeah. um, thumbs up. Yeah, what's going on? I gotta hear, what's the thumbs up? Double, double thumbs. Two okay. thumbs up. First off, to me, Will Greer. It's the upgrade over Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush. So right out the gate, I'm gonna give it a thumb because it's an upgrade to me over, over with those two guys. Yes. yes, yes, I'd agree on that one. Yes, and I'm thinking in a in a view of long term. Here's a guy that many many years ago, I thought the Cowboys should have kept around. They didn't. They tried to sneak him through the waivers. It didn't happen. And the guy went on to have a nice productive career and picked up a Super Bowl ring as a backup quarterback. That was Matt Moore. And when I think about the I you know a ideal type backup quarterback for a Dak Prescott, you know somebody who can can be in the room and if they need to help and kind of help you try to win three or four games the way we saw Jason Garrett doing his career, that's what I'm looking for. Matt Moore, that's what I'm looking for. When Mahomes was out a little bit, Andy Reid was able to curtail the offense a little bit. Matt Moore was able to make the throws and not kill the team. This is what I'm looking for. So let me just make sure I stay there. Okay. okay. Um, the games you talked about when when the Will Colts Greer played, Saints, yeah. when 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 he played, um, that was a team that was bad. The head coaching uh, Ron Rivera, head coach, was fired. This was a bad Carolina team, and they went to him, and you know he wasn't any good. The team wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. Um, the coaching staff they brought in last year, Matt Rule, they didn't want him. They had their guys already, so they were doing what they were doing there. I go back to what I watched him in the Big Twelve because. Um, Spent a lot of time covering TCU football. Will Greer under Dana Holgerson was a good quarterback. Oh, he definitely was nice at West Virginia. Good quarterback. I remember the game where they were taking on uh, Texas down there in Austin, let a comeback win there. So I uh, look at him, said, backup quarterback, good player, a guy who they could develop behind a Dak Prescott and maybe have this guy here for four or five years. That's what I'm looking for in a Will Greer. That to me is what you want and is ain't costing you any money. I mean, you think about when they had. Uh, 
Kyle Orton here. Kyle Orton cost him some cash. Andy Dalton. Even Andy Dalton cost last him a little year bit. cost him some cash. This guy's not going to be a, a – a, he's not going to be killing the cap here. And so this is where I'm going to go to Doug Nussmeyer, my quarterback coach, Kellen Moore, my offensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy. You, you guys are all supposed to be offensive players. Help make this guy better. Help make him a Matt Moore, a guy that you could have under and you know, sign into a contract. You know, if, you're, if things can go well, sign into one of these two, three-year contracts where you can have this position, somebody who's backing up Dak quarterback, uh, I said backup Dak Prescott as your backup quarterback and, and be okay who's got a little bit of skills. Are you so, more comfortable with, like let's just say week four comes around, are you more comfortable with Greer? As the as the primary backup rather than a Cooper Rush? Great question. Here's the thing. How much of the offense is he gonna know? And that's the thing. So you know, he and Nussmeyer said they've got a relationship, and so at least Nussmeyer knows how does he learn. That's mm-hmm. a big thing about coaching, is trying to figure out, okay, how do your players learn? How do they digest the information? Clearly, Nussmeyer has talked to more um, McCarthy and Will McClay and Stephen Jones mm-hmm. since they brought Greer in here. I think that the situation in Carolina, tough situation for him, didn't work out. But I also remember at the time during the draft when he was taken, this was thought to be a, a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but circumstances happen in the National Football League. You guys as former players oh, yeah. understand and know. Yeah. A guy may come right here, may not fit there, can go somewhere else. I look at him at Florida. Wasn't the fit at Florida, end up going to West Virginia. Had a good a career. Good football player yeah. at West yeah. Virginia. So let's see how much they can unlock from him there. I like that versus you keeping Garrett Gilbert. Um, and as far as Cooper Rush goes, look, Cooper Rush, in my opinion right now, that's what they should do. Dak gets hurt, this dude does know the offense. He has been a backup here. You're going to need three quarterbacks because of COVID. Regardless, yeah. Listen, and they weren't bringing in. They weren't going to bring in Cam Newton. Jerry Jones I, is okay. vouching. Sorry, is vouching for Cooper Rush. Is all, all I'm mm-hmm. saying. So he he's vouching for the handle that he has on the offense, how well he knows it. So you can expect to see Cooper Rush be the backup guy. I think for this entire uh, season. You think it's going to go to hold the holes? Yeah, the I believe so. Okay. Right. What are you talking about, if if that's the case, I just I don't like. I feel like Will and Cooper are the same guy. Like I feel like they are twinsies and they just are the same. So I would have rather brought in a veteran quarterback that can actually help them and like you know work through stuff, not just you know the coaches kind of coming in. But it, it, I think it makes a difference. I, again, I've never played football, but I don't, so I don't know. But I think it makes a difference when your teammate is coming and kind of giving you pointers and stuff like that versus coaches sometimes. So it's like if we're gonna have three quarterbacks, if Cooper Rush is gonna be the main backup quarterback the whole entire season, why not bring in somebody as the third guy that can help? Because honestly, Dak hasn't really been in a lot of these positions as far as playoff-wise and making it to the NFC Championship and making it to a Super Bowl and stuff like that either. So it's like, why not bring in a guy that can honestly help Dak and, you know, the backup quarterback develop their skills and develop, you know, whatever leadership stuff that they need to do um, this season. I, that, that's just what I think. And, yes, Andy Dalton should have been that guy because he was, you know, nine years as a, as a starting quarterback prior to that, but he wasn't. Um, but I do feel like having a veteran quarterback in that situation with three guys, with having to have three quarterbacks, just to me makes more sense. Do you not think like Dak fills that veteran role and that leadership role? Yes, but no, um, just because I just feel like he hasn't – there's certain situations that he hasn't been in, you know, like the Cowboys haven't done much since, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. 
honestly forever. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Ooh, you're child. describing Cam Newton. It sounds like you're it, describing well, a guy. Yeah, who, he played in a Super Bowl. You know, he's a former in, in NFL MVP. So it's just like, yes, I get the whole COVID thing. But to me, that would have made the most sense just to be that kind of like leader. And honestly, from Hard Knocks and stuff, from what I watched, I didn't really see like a ton of like the camaraderie with the players as much like Dax just always was Zeke like they're just BFFs and you just see them two together but you don't see the energy of everybody kind of like hanging out and doing stuff like I've seen in past seasons so I think that kind of goes into my thought of like okay yeah he's probably a leader he probably loves football he's a great football player he wants to be out there and play but I don't like see him as like talking as a, as a talking leader I see him as more of an action leader Lead by action type of guy. Okay. I don't know. You watched that last episode of Hard Docs. I didn't. See, and I told you. You, I don't you got internet. Here, here's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Introvert. He was he was amping it. He was okay, amping good. It he got, he got my him right. Yeah. Here's, here's right. Mr. Introvert, Damari Cooper. All of a sudden, Dak gets in his ear, gets him going, and he's he's out here. He lit Trey Big. Lighten up Trey Big. And then after after it's all done, he's Cooper's walked out the field. Man, that's not normally me. I need to apologize at two seven, but Dak got me going. Dak got me going. Dak is the hype. Man. When you talk about just that that guy on the mm-hmm. offense, you know who who gets guys going. It's Dak and and Terrell Basham is uh, on the, before he got hurt was one of the guys that was bringing the energy on the defensive side. And so I was asking him, you know, yeah. hey, who, who's that guy on the offensive side? It's Dak. And I asked Dak at the press conference, like, who's that guy that's getting people going? He's like, oh, that's me. That's me. Yeah. And so so four is a guy who, and that was also essentially too why he kept his job his rookie year. His ability to relate to so many people in the locker room, Barry, you without know, a doubt. You know exactly that. You yeah, had guys yeah. like Dick, Jason Witten and Tony Romo were boys. Established veterans. They shared a suite at AT&T Stadium. Their family shared a suite. Mm-hmm. These guys were there. And you had Jason Witten saying, you know what, man? Dax earned the job. I mean, when one your boy, your ride or die boys is not sitting up here, you know, vouching for you, uh, Zach Martin. So Dak's ability to reach, reach across the room and have so many people love for it. And I and I'll always go back to when he left the field last year. You just squad. you just didn't see all the Cowboys here. You saw the Giants. You saw the Giants mm-hmm. right there, mm-hmm. and then yeah. across the league, the That's way people true. were talking about him. And you know, I go back to my own kid. The way he reached out to my kid in June. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. The youngest one, right? Yeah. The youngest one. Yeah. yeah. I, we, we were getting COVID tests yesterday, and I saw I saw Dak. He was leaving as I was going in. I asked him, "How's your brother doing?" I said, "He's good, man." He said, "Thanks for asking." He says, "How's your daughter?" So she had a little tough day at school the other day. He said, "Tell her I said to keep her head up." He's that type of dude. So she comes home from yeah. school yesterday, and I said, "Hey, Dak said keep your head up." That's and, great. And, and it brought a smile to her face. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's a special kind of guy. And I don't say that very often about many guys. I've, I've covered a lot of people. But Ford's a special guy who reaches out to, to a lot of people. And um, I think the Jones family can uh, rest assured that their money in him is is well, well invested. invested. It's yeah. well like when you talk about a, a quarterback having and that's why and I go back to what he did at Mississippi State, Danny, and beating an LSU. And you know, we hadn't seen we hadn't seen Mississippi State do anything like that since. Mm-hmm. Since that guy left the building. And you think about it, okay, how many dudes were on that Mississippi State team ended up going they were ranked number one in the uh, in college football for a while. How many of those guys went to the league? I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Especially on the offensive side. I mean four four is four is him. And <laughs> four is a special guy. dude. So 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 we got him on who's gonna be that guy on the defensive side? the ball because that I I'm mean looking at, I'm looking at who, Keanu O'Neal you think I'm looking I mean, at I'm, I'm looking at Keanu O'Neal just because he knows uh Dan Quinn yeah and okay. I, I would imagine that it, when they're in those meetings in, in the meeting room and he's 
presenting uh, players as leaders. You know how coaches do. Hey, man, look, follow this guy. I, I would imagine that Dan Quinn is saying, hey, follow 42. You don't think it's going to be, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, any of those guys that's been established I, I on think, that defensive I, side of the ball? For I think long? Demarcus Lawrence will lead the defensive line room, but as far as, as, the far overall, as the overall defense, leader. I think Keanu Neal is going to be the is voice of the defense. Is he, is he vocal? I, I, I don't think he has a choice. Like, <laughs> I mean, because if you look around, it's it's Demarcus Lawrence, and then who is the other veteran presence that, yeah, there? Right. Because you, as as much as I hate to say it, you can't. You, guys aren't going to listen to guys that aren't playing. Right. Like we we've been in that locker room. They're not. They're not. That's why when we talked about Tim Tebow coming in and being his leader, nobody's going to listen to the third string tight end on field. Who was your guy? When we when we who was our guy that was that was that defensive leader. Man, for us, I would have to say Demarcus Ware. I was Either literally going to say yeah. it was D Ware or maybe even a Hatcher. When you know, I, I would last say I would years. say Hatcher more because yeah. Hatcher Hatcher was he touched he every was, yeah, every yeah. unit. He, he touched he, every unit. D line, yeah. linebacker, secondary. Hatcher touched every unit. So you got to have a guy on the defensive side of the ball like that. That when things are going terrible, that he can he can pick us up. He can let us go. In Jacksonville, who's that guy? Mm, it was it was on me. And it was on Calais Campbell. Okay. We were those two guys. I kind of had to be the manager back there because I had a lot of personalities in my secondary. I mean, you got <laughs> oh, Ramsey, Boyer. I mean, we had a lot of different personalities. And it was a young team, young team. So I was kind of the manager, but the guy that pretty much got everybody together was Calais Campbell. And you need that. Every, every team I've been a part of that had success had that one guy that was like, you know what? We're going to follow him, whether it be offensively, defensively, whoever it is. We got to have that one guy. And the teams that haven't been a part of, like our 2015 team, when Romo went down, we had so many quarterbacks. We didn't have that veteran presence. We didn't have a leader in the locker room. And we failed the shambles. I mean, we failed the shambles that year. So I mean, We also had Greg Hardy in there. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, an, yeah, Orlando, and that, and it, you know, it, we didn't know what he was exactly. going to do. You know, and these Sammy. are the veterans. These are the veterans <laughs> that the young guys are gonna, <laughs> supposed to look up to. And I just wonder who's that guy on the defensive side of the ball this year. Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving it 42, but you know, all the onus to me is going on on Dan Quinn, my guy, right? He's gonna get him right. Yeah. They call him DQ. You see, he he, he so he gonna bring him he, all the energy in the booth. He's gained he's gained the respect of that defense, and they play for him. So right. I'm, so I'm, I'm excited to see. Will they be a top ten defense this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, come, come on, Rich, psychic. Come on. No. No. I no. smell a bet. I, I smell a bet. <laughs> I, I smell, smell a bet. I don't know. Just especially because so many people just didn't play in preseason and they never really got to play against the first team a lot in preseason, um, just practicing and stuff like that. I just feel like um, we're n- – because when I saw the Jacksonville game, I just felt like the defense just looked kind of – well, I mean, you know, they didn't have the top forty playing. players. I, I will say this: I yeah. think, I, as I said, I think the 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 way that the offense plays will determine if we're a top ten defense. I think. So, if you think that if, they're holding the ball, if you're, if you're able, time yes, of if you're able to, to, yeah, convert those third downs, play keep away in, in games where you need to play keep away, like so against Tampa, right? If you're able to do that, then you can have guys like Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory pin their ears back and go rush the quarterback, not having to worry about play action and run, and then. Uh, rushing cover and getting picks and you you were there, yeah, bro. Yeah, we were part of <laughs> that there. formula was right. We got right. takeaways. We were rested because Demarco Murray was running the ball. Yeah. But I say that goes back to Kellen Moore. Yeah, it does. Is he going to be out there playing Madden, or is he going to be out there, you know, playing the but smart you, game? Once, I don't know. But once again, that's a different regime. You got you two keep talking about what what you used to do the old days. But that's what McCarthy no, was no, talking no, about when no, he came but, in. We're going to run yeah. the football. And, we're going to do this. And, and what happened? Exactly. That's okay. what I'm saying. So why what are we going to be? Why did I get off the mic train? What happened? Because I was lied to. 
almost got Many fired. Times. That's what almost happened. So I mean, I, I would I would assume that <laughs> he in his mind. Skiing, hey. Players over skiing. Players over We threw that ball too many times last year. And that, are we going to be that? Are we going to revert to that offense? Hey, Dan Quinn, I'm on your side, man. I will, listen, I want you to do great. Top ten defense. I'm, I'm here for you. And uh, it, wait, because no, no, no. So well, is that I a bet against us, everybody? I want us to be a top ten defense, but, but, but I just, just think it's going to take a little. Stand your Mid season, I think we'll start getting there, but it'll be too late to kind of come back up and so get our I don't think we need a top ten. No, I don't think no, we need a top no, ten. No, no. So, so I, well, I, I, I'm taking all bets. Okay, I'm taking all. Oh bets. yeah, that's already a show bet. Everybody, uh, I'm taking bets. We will be a top ten defense. That includes us being number ten. All right, if we number eleven, whatever, I, I'll be a little salty okay, about now, it. But now let's okay. Let me write this down. Yes, there's no, at it's, the end it's, of season. It's September second, 2021. Ten D overall. I was gonna say this. Yeah, it can't total. be like, oh, we total. two in the run or no, overall. So total defense, total defense, total defense, total defense. Thank you. But I don't think we need. I mean, like if we're, if we're top ten defense, hey, that's a, that's a that's a bonus. I don't think we need to be with this explosive offense. But we'll see. To we'll win see. the Super Bowl, you need to, you, you're going to need a top 10 defense. Yeah, I'm one of those so? people that it's like offense sells tickets, defense wins games. Like, I feel like the defense has to be there. Even the Patriots' last win, that was defense. That was not Tom Brady. That was, was Kansas them. City a top 10 defense when they won the Super Bowl? No, they were not. No, I don't think so. You're talking about with Ty- Tyree Hill. But, but, but oh, by the way, you, you don't, you, you're not them. I'm saying, but we won't. We're too far off now. No, what, no <laughs> what I'm saying is we won't beat them if, our, we don't, if we don't have a top 10 defense. It's likely that we'll see Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and we're going to need a defense. Oh, yeah. We, we, going, we can't have a yeah, defense yeah. like last year. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, yeah, we can't we, be like we, that. We can't have Kansas City defense, and even their defense isn't. Uh, no, Matthew, Matthew's out there making Yeah, they were middle of the pack. And that's all we I think that's all we need. Okay, we need to take another break here um we have news that is uh concerning three starters so let's dive into Uh-oh. that next right here on the players launch right about hotels.com on dallascowboys.com radio hey cowboys fans ready to spice up your next watch party bring yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero yokiero means i want and we know you want great fresh tasting ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation hi i'm clint tillison with united ag and turf before you can park yourself in front of the game park yourself in a john deere and power through your chores our land run package is a 1025R, 25 horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. To the Players' Lounge. 
Does your Cowboy fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and they're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. All right, back on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Barry Church. Yep. We got a new member here, Britt Johnson, in the house. She's going to be with the show the rest of the season. Danny McRae, the LSU Tiger, also a member of Survivor. You can catch him on CBS September 22nd. So make sure you're tuning in for that. I'm Newey Scruggs. Covered the Cowboys for uh, well before Britt was born. So um, <laughs> here's some news. C.D. Lamb. Demonte Casey, Carlos Watkins coming off the reserve yes. COVID list. Um, Todd Archer, uh, the Dallas Morning News, put that out there. Um, we still have members who are on the list, though. Uh, guard Connor Williams and receiver Noah Brown remain on that COVID list. Cowboys getting ready to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next Thursday to open up the season. Still don't know about defensive coordinator uh, Dan Quinn, so I was asking around about that, so we'll, we'll see exactly BQ. where he... Call, call him, call him, call him <laughs> BQ. Call him BQ. <laughs> That just sounds too much like Dairy Queen to me. I sure hope this don't backfire. (laughs) You know what? It won't be any worse than the backfire y'all had last year. A a part of me is like, you know, I want him to eat. I want you to get that same feeling of betrayal that I had. Betrayal, man. I'm okay, bro. But it's okay. I don't don't want to wish wish bad on the the, the bad I had on you Um, the way I went through with McCarthy because it it, it hurt. Top 10 DQ, baby. Dairy Queen. Whatever it is, we get top ten. All right, you there. (laughs) Let me ask y'all a quick question. What do y'all think is the biggest reason these guys kind of? I don't know if they gravitate towards Dan Quinn or whatever they're doing, but they're playing better. We can all see that they're playing better on the defensive side of the ball. What is the biggest? What do you think the Come biggest? On, I mean, because it's the same. Almost. I mean, they brought some players in, but a lot of those players okay. that played terrible last year, they're all right doing all right in preseason. Remember when Monty Kiffin was here? Oh, right. Dude. How hard it was for him to relate to the players. We sit in the meeting room like, is this dude sleep? Because he would come in. <laughs> like, Are you ready to yeah. roll? And you're like, what is he talking about? Like he could not get you amped for the game. Yeah. He could. He could not get it right. He couldn't get you to hustle. Be like, couldn't reach his players. You know. But that, that's. What guys were saying, like, bro, this dude have no idea what he's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the same thing happened with Nolan. He came in and he didn't get the respect of the players that were there. And when they seen Dan Quinn come in, they said, man, this dude coached the Legion of Boom. He's Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. He almost won the second Super Bowl. So he knows what he's doing. His formula works, all right? So he's going to put us in position to make the plays and get us paid, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to follow this formula. And, and you can see they're playing harder than they played last season. Yeah, offseason too. Competency matters. They look at him and they believe he has competency. I also think it helps out when we saw Quinn uh, during training camp out here actively involved in group in, in group drills. I mean, he's out here, um, you know, with the D lineman, putting on pads, working, putting on the pad, you know, putting on the padding, and he's working with guys. So I mean, he's right there in there, and actually, it's not just sitting here, hey, Danny, do this, this, this. He's actually doing. This is where I want you to be. So I think that matters when you get a coach who's actively involved. And look, let's be, let's just be honest. Last year, man. When Mike McCarthy said it was going to be players over scheme, that that was not the case with Mike Nolan defensively. Mike Nolan's going to sit up here. I mean, this and this is frustrating for me, Danny, and why I really, really got upset last year with McCarthy is <laughs> like, dude, when I'm a media member, 
and I see what you're doing uh, as a team is is just makes me scratch my head. That's a problem because you guys are getting paid and you're supposed to be experts. Hey, let's put Leighton Van Der Esch at middle linebacker. What? Guy made the Pro Bowl at the, at the weak the side, wheel, yeah. and then you got neck problems. Why are we going to get this guy up in the crack? And then we go put Jalen out here on the wheel? Like, did you not watch? The, I mean, I'll never forget the Bears game. Was that Thursday night? I'm at Soldier Field, cold, and watching Jalen get tore up by Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. Trubisky. And he's like, this is not what he does best. So I go back to what Doug Collins once said, the former NBA coach with, with the Bulls. He said, your job as a coach is to understand your players' warts and cover it up. Basically, don't put your players in a bad position. Mm-hmm. And if you watch, and if you have not watched the Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, HBO documentary, Belichick says you cannot overcome bad coaching. And last year, the Cowboys had bad coaching defensively. Yeah. And Mike Nolan was here because Mike McCarthy gave him the job. And Mike McCarthy seemingly repaid Nolan, who made him the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. And Nolan was the head coach, and he repaid the favor. And it was awful. It was yeah. just awful what they did last year. Well, you, so now you got Van Der Esch. When we talked to Van Der Esch, Trent came and said, hey, man, look, I like this defense. I mean, the guys are basically saying, I'm where I need to be. So the fact that you got a, a defensive coordinator who comes in here and realizes, hey, this is what I do best. I mean, Britt, if you are if, – if, if Derek – Put you in the position to give you your best work, then that's going to make you feel good. If right. he's got you in the wrong spot, you're going to be like, "What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing?" That's that's everybody. Whatever it is you do, you want to be put in the best position possible. And last year, this defense wasn't. And these guys basically all told you the story afterwards. And when James <laughs> Slater was out here with NFL Network reporting on it, <laughs> and people around here want to make it seem like she was crazy. No, she got it from the players. We still don't know who Anonymous was yet. We still didn't get what Anonymous. Yeah, I think we got a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, you know, when you got Ever, you got Everson Griffin sitting out here, hey, can you trade me, please trade me? They're like, fine, we'll trade you. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. So when you talk about Dan Quinn, DQ, um, why is it different? A lot of it is just competency and a belief that you know what you're doing. Okay. I can guarantee you, you will not hear anybody say that we can't hustle to the ball for the entire game. Ooh, man. That, that, that will be the statement of the defense from last year when your starting safety says, you expect me to hustle every play? Nah, <laughs> well, what are you talking wanna, about, bro? This is professional football. Right. Yes. Smart. And even, even if you're not, you're going to put your people out there like that? In a contract year. That's why you don't have respect for your defensive coordinator and your defensive coaches when you can go out there and you can make them look bad like I, that. I, I go back to Okay, you covered, you covered the Clippers. You saw some bad coaching out there at times. I saw bad coaching yes. when I was out there covering the, when I covered the Clippers. I saw some good coaching and I saw some bad coaching. But coaching matters. And you see in the NBA, the NBA to me is one of the that's one of the leagues where you clearly can see like that dude don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and and players not buying in. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's any, I mean, that's one league where you clearly see when the players ain't buying into the coach. I mean, that's, that's real. I mean, because the players control everything. Yeah, <laughs> pretty no, much. Well, that's gonna, yeah, the players literally control everything now. They will say it in press conferences, whatever they need to do. They they let people know what What's going on in their locker room? Like you okay. can tell now. By the way, guys, we got to ask her this real question. Clippers, really? Yeah, I'm a really? Clippers fan. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. How? You all over the place. How? I don't know. I, but I have, I Thank you. I really want to hear this. <laughs> having covered, having covered sports in LA, I really want to hear the Clippers story. So I, I mean, growing up as a child, because it was a family, if, my family liked the Lakers. So you know, I, the Lakers were good when I was younger. So it was cool. But then my first NBA game I ever went to. Uh, 
was a Clipper game. And Clippers, have they sucked for a really long time, so they were really big on their entertainment. There's a lot of, a lot going on at the game. There's, you know, they have different acts performing. They, their dance team is really good. Like, the Clippers just focused on the entertainment, so the games were really fun. Question. Yes. Because I have to... I have to... <laughs> Are you talking Clipper games at Staples Center or Clipper games at, at the, the, the Sports Dungeon? The, LA, the old L.A. arena. Yeah, the Forum. <laughs> um, no, my first Clippers game was at the Forum. Yeah. They didn't play at the Forum. Or, the no, sport, no, no, no. The yeah, LA, yeah, yeah. The Sports yeah, Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. The L.A. Yeah. The, LA, the, LA the sports ugly dungeon. one. The, yeah. the Sports, the, the sports yeah. Dungeon, right yeah. next to the Coliseum. Right okay. next to it, dungeon. yeah. No, it was. It was yeah. Man. It was it, bad like bro, that? Mm. Bro, it was, it, was, it was one of those built. The Forum was awful, too. The you, Forum, yeah. The Forum and, I'll tell you, the two. Clippers own the Forum. Two now. of my biggest sports mm. letdowns ever <laughs> were walking into the Forum and walking into the Astrodome. Because you you seen them on TV, and they were both built in the late 60s. Don't, don't, play, don't play with us no, like that. No, I'm sorry, man. You <laughs> don't play I've with us like that. Okay. Places, but, the Astrodome, you know. The Astrodome is a monument. Okay? Don't play with us like that. The it's Astro- old. It's a big old room. It's like it's a big old room, and then right there is a little uh, a field. It's, it was just it was a letdown. From what I'd seen on TV, it's okay. actually seen. And the same thing with the forum. It, it was that. It was, just a, it was a letdown. Um, so that's what I was going to say. Where'd you? Because because yeah, the, I believe the LA, it was at the old yeah. whatever the old. I was young. I was like probably like twelve or something like that or eleven. Okay. And then um, yeah, I became a Clippers fan. And then you know we had the Corey Maggettis, the Darius Miles. Like you know, I just started liking those guys. I liked the underdog situation of it. You know, and so I was like, everybody's a Lakers fan, so I'm gonna be a Clippers fan. And then my first job out of college was you know for the Clippers. So I was like this. This is going to be my team. Right. And yes, I, I did cry when Kawhi got hurt this year. I did, you know. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> what, about, what about last year when they were in the bubble? Did you cry when they lost? Who they, who they, they no, lost last year I was I was very aware of the fact that we literally didn't have any our, – our starting lineup did not – see each other until the first playoff game like they're all during the bubble they were people were hurt people were out like there was issues all the time so I kind of knew that there was going to be some issues with the playoffs I didn't really expect us to necessarily win last year even though I thought we could have but this year I really really thought we were going to take it he played well this year. <laughs> he did. The, bu- he did. the bubble playoff. Hey, and he went to Fresno yeah. State, too, so he I always got to rep Paul okay. George. Well, always. Last year, last year yeah, y'all should have cut him from the alumni uh, chat, and then this year y'all could add him back. Because playoff <laughs> P in the bubble, was <laughs> he was rough. And then this year he came back and did his thing when Kawhi was out. So shout out to Paul Pierce. Okay. I mean, Paul, Paul, George. Uh, Paul George. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see what uh, your Clippers do this year. Okay. I just wanted to know the background story. I, okay. Good, good luck to you on that. Um, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Clippers still can do Clipper things. Wait, wait, before you get off that, well, you said LeBron James is done as in he's not winning anymore? No, no. You just The whole GOAT Okay, all right. I'm no, just like, no, no, goodness, no, 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 I'm not going to count the man out like that. I'm just talking the whole this whole Now, that's bias. This whole... Now, that's when you talk about bias. The man ain't even finished playing. He could go on to win two, did three he, more championships. Did he all, has he won six... Not yet. Total? Has he never? Not has yet. he lost some championships? Yes. Yeah. He has. Yeah. People lose. You know, it's all right. Muhammad not, Ali not, lost. Not Michael Jordan. Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. lost. It's okay. No, Michael Jordan lost. He didn't no, lose in the finals. No, he didn't lose in the finals. You know, he lost. And that's when it mattered. You know, you know they all matter. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We we don't have to. I'm not on anybody's side. I'm just saying the dude is not done playing yet. Let's see his full body of work and then you know do that goat talk stuff. He's still playing. He's still out there. 
What are you saying? Okay, this this I, this, I don't want to even start because I'll go. <laughs> this whole this whole I mean, I'll basically, go. LeBron is like 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 my girl Richardson <laughs> trying to catch. Dude Come on, in the back. In the back. Come on, bro. The dude got just a, got a front row seat. Oh look, look, that's Michael running way far ahead of me with his six championships and six MVPs. So thank you very much. Um, by the way, to the Kansas City conversation about the defense. Now I'm just shutting you down. Like this. <laughs> Not <laughs> sure. Kari Richardson and LeBron James. You just compared those two. All right, move on. <laughs> what's, uh, what's in here, bro? What is this? <laughs> Kansas City won the Super Bowl. They had the seventh ranked defense. Also, they did have a top ten defense. Oh. So go. thank you, producer Crispy. So good. That. So my thing does stay true. There you go. Got to have a top yeah. ten D. Yeah. So, so Britt, are, are you still on board that, that no top ten D uh, for the Cowboys? I hope we do, but I don't think we will. So okay. yeah. Okay. So three no's and a yes. Absolutely. Okay. I, I started this show. Okay. I said Dan Quinn come in here. We're gonna have a top ten defense, you and I'm and I'm standing that. on it. All right. They look better. We've been talking positively about the defense. But that much change in like just this short amount of time without like really doing a lot of work in preseason. I, I, you know. But we, we just we went back to a four three. We went back to what what our players are used to doing, and when they were playing a four three, they were on the up and up. And as soon as No Lonely came in and put that three four in, they they you know they. <laughs> Hopped off a cliff. Who's going to start on the other side of uh, Diggs? There's a corner. It's got to be Anthony Brown. A-B. Right now, it's got to yeah. be. There's Anthony no Brown. other. Like, I would like to see what Calvin Joseph has, what no Sean Wright has out there, but I don't think they're ready. And especially for that for that receiving core we got coming in here or we got going in Tampa Bay, there's just no way. Wright does not want to see any of those guys that's on Tampa's. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to lie. I don't know if Brown does either. So, so Jordan because well, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, <laughs> he's going to do better. He's going to do better than, than, than the, the two guys who have in the NFL. What's Brown's weakness? 50-50 balls. Jump oh, well. ball. That's all. He going against two guys over 6'2". And we've seen it all last year. When it's jump ball time, my boy is getting, you know, he's getting that shade, that head shaved. You know what I'm saying? The, the so, ca- Dan Quinn's going to get him right, bro. Don't worry. The Cowboys you can't are- coach size. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man, but we'll see. The, the Cowboys are a seven-and-a-half point underdog right now as they get ready to go take on Tampa Bay Thursday night. And Danny says the Cowboys are going to score 30 points and win the game. If I did not work for NFL club, I would take that bet. I'm just telling you. I would take it. I think it'll be closer than people yes, think. I, I would do think it'll it. be closer than people. I think Tampa will you know, get the dub eventually. Um, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people we, think. We're going to run the ball on these dudes. Hopefully. Kellen, you hear that? We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. I know you don't listen to players lines, bro, but somebody go put this tape in his ear. We're going to run the ball on Tampa. I don't I've got Antonio Brown on my fantasy team. Should I start him that game? I would. I yeah. would. Yeah, I would. But you you ain't getting that trophy back. <laughs> I've got Gronk. I've got Gronk too. Should I start Gronk? I'll start game? Gronk, but you ain't getting that trophy back if you start Antonio Brown. This is gonna be a bad start for you, man. You got other options that that that, that you should start over Antonio. But you know, do what you do. Do what you do, man. It's okay. Whatever you want. You don't. You don't play fantasy football. I do but, not. But, but it is, Britt. It is a. It is a. A, a love topic here. So, um, so real, real quick, what what does our defense got to do to slow down Tampa and Tom Brady? What, what are we going to have to do defensively to make this a good game? Got to get pressure at the middle on Tom. Tom but doesn't do, like pressure. We got it on the edges for sure. Got to get some pressure. But do the we middle. have it in the middle? We don't got Gallimore. Do we have it in the middle to get pressure? We know that's his weakness. Do we have it? D-Mac, what, what we got to do? Man, listen, I, I, I'm going to just say that I, I don't believe we're going to shut them down. What we have to do is 
when we get the opportunity to make the big plays, we have to make them. All right, we we understand that you know Tom's gonna come out, he's gonna complete those passes, he's gonna get those third and shorts, he's gonna co- uh, convert those. What we have to do is when we have the opportunity to get that turnover or get that three and out, we have to maximize those opportunities so we can get a ball back to our offense because I think our offense is going to score some points on them. We have to get more possessions than they do, and we'll win that game. I don't see us shutting them down. I'm not I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna be crazy with that one, but I think we need to make sure that we capitalize on on big play opportunities. What we gotta do, Britt. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I do think it's pressure and opportunity because, again, we know Tampa's coming with all their 22 starters all back, you know, and they're big, they're fast, they're, they have they have the, you know, um, receiving game, they have the run game, they have, like, literally all the pieces there. I feel like they're probably one of the more complete teams in the league this season. So I think we really just, if we have opportunities, we need to take them. Like, you know, like any little bit, we need to, like, put pressure on them. We need to find these little ways we can kind of sneak in kind of thing. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but we have to. <laughs> he said, I'm not a football player, so I don't talk like you guys do, but I do feel like we do have to find these little moments where we can capitalize on because they're not, they're going to play their game and we're not going to be able to take away from what they're already doing. We just have to find little ways to make ourselves, you know, competitive against them. Okay. The third and 12, th- those are, when I say big plays, that's what I mean. Third and 12, get off the field. We got to, right? We, we, we got to limit the yak. Yes. We got to limit yeah. the yak. Look, we know, you know, Brady's a master. Third down, he's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. He's going to let this space players do what they do. We got to limit that yak. That's what killed us last year. Two to three yard passes turning into 15 to 20 yard gains. We got to limit that yak yardage if we're going to have a chance against these people. Yeah, to stop the run in one area to me that the Cowboys have to win Thursday night against Tampa, you got to win special teams. You know, we, we hadn't seen any field goals. And the one field goal we we saw against Jacksonville was a 56 yard miss. I mean, they've got to they have got to have a good special teams game. Yeah. Um, you've got to be able to get down on punch. You've got to be able to convert your field goal. I mean, you you just can't have any errors. Too many times in the last two years, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys have lost the special teams phase of the game. We saw it cost them at New England two years ago, oh, yeah. and ended up costing Jason Garrett his job. Keith O'Quinn lost his job out yeah. of it. The Cowboys, in my opinion, still not gotten to that point where yet where you can say they're winning that phase of the football game. They got to start doing that. Yeah, because we can't let Tom, you know, have a short field. Like we get, like he's going to take advantage of everything we do. Any type mm-hmm. of mistake we go make out there, he's going to take advantage of it. So, special teams comes into play, we we got to pin them deep. We got to pin them deep. Make them go the long way. Make them do it the hard way. And that's I mean, speaking of that, we can't give up the big play. I mean, we know they got Big play potential all over the field. Mm-hmm. Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, the two tight ends, they got big play potential all over the field. But we've done a great job so far this this preseason defensively. Dan Quinn has done a great job of not having any busted coverages. These guys are communicating well. They're limiting the big plays. If, they, if it is a big play, it's a contested catch. It was a hard one. I can live with that in my secondary. So, but we got to limit the big play against these guys and the yak if we even stand a chance against this Tampa Bay team. Okay. Speaking of special teams, then the, the, the running back we just picked up is a core special teams player. Yeah. Corey Clement. Yeah, Corey Clement. He's been making some plays on special teams yeah. throughout his career. So shout out to them. They're taking for, it serious. But taking it serious, you pay CJ. Now you bring in another guy who who's known for playing special teams. So I think Nui, I think they're taking it serious and they seeing that this is going to be a big part of our game. And they brought back um well they well Thompson on the practice squad and he has opportunity yeah. to, you know, maybe come up and come down or whatever it may be. So he can help out on teams as well. Yeah. So and, shout out to them. And Jake McQuaid. Yeah. Exactly. Jake McQuaid, the long snappers, his first year here, his fossils guy, they let go of LP Lattice. Yeah, shout out to LP. Who, 
who was perfect in his career. Without a doubt. Perfect. Um, no mistakes. So, uh, to me, I'm putting pressure on Bones to, to make sure his unit comes out and they win that phase of the game against Tampa Bay and all year long. Cowboy special teams needs to win. Just that. no fakes, man. No, no, no fourth and five. No get, fourth and four. I, I asked let's do that. a pass. Let's let's you know, let's let's do a, a personal protector sneak up the middle. Let's just punt the ball. Pin okay. them deep. Don't give them short field. All right, that is uh, the players' lounge yeah. for this week. Britt Johnson, newest member of the show, she mm-hmm. will be with us all year long. Yes, indeed. And a couple Fridays that I've got to uh, sit out, um, she'll be here. So after, host duties. Yes. Yeah, so after the uh, after the Tampa Bay game, I'll be flying back because I'm going to go out to the game for uh, for Channel Five. So I'm going to be flying back. So she'll be she'll be doing the host. Yeah, she she can ride I'm learning stuff as we go. Oh, I yeah. guess. So, oh, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I'm excited. She can drive the boat for sure. So go Bulldogs. <laughs> okay, simmer down over there. Simmer down. Play off me. Play off me. Wow, I haven't heard that in minutes. Simmer down. Simmer down. Walking on crates over there, buddy. <laughs> we'll, 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 I'll leave on a positive note for Danny McRae. In 2019, the Cowboys had the 11th ranked defense, according to producer Chris Bean. So, 2000 when? 20, uh, 2019, I should say. 2019. 2019. So. The 11th? We had 11th. Mm. Rob Marinelli. That was so, Marinelli's last year. Yeah. Well, I wonder what we were ranked in fourteen when we made the playoffs. We was ta- we, we led the league in takeaways, but I don't think we was we was up there like CB. <laughs> Can't go that fast. Exactly, man. Okay, all right. Okay. The, the next episode. Oh, the yeah. next episode. So um, you'll need to get in contact with Jesse Holly later on here. That is our show. <laughs> and the Players Lounge will catch you next week right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!